So, are we recording now? We are. So you can actually have this. Uh, it's probably not actually that funny, but I was just walking Bobby, and then there's this little Chihuahua that just kept following me, and he was just standing there, and suddenly, like, it was like, Pete came out of his mouth. It was funny. And he kept, st- he kept just staring at me while it was like coming out. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Four Planes In, a technology slash philosophy slash economics uh, podcast with myself, Tom Robertshaw, Nick Jones and Red Davis. Now, it's been a little while since we recorded our last episode, uh, taking a bit of a break. This one was recorded in the light of the Facebook advertising revelations, so um, a big part of this conversation is talking about privacy um, and then we, we move on to thinking about how, how we can consider the kind of the next wave of, of privacy in our in our apps and how can we make sure that we're building things that are are super secret. So with that, let's go. Episode nine. So Tom, tell us about this beer. What beer have we got this week? I did look for, for lager, but as as all kind of um, fancy beer shops go, it was all IPAs. So what I found was an American pale ale called Day Shift from a company called Fierce who are based up in Edinburgh, I believe. No, Aberdeen, sorry. Wrong city. On the nose. Oh, very pale old Tom. <laughs> Headache inducing almost. Hoppy. Oh, hell. <laughs> hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. <laughs> Quite relevant given this Easter, isn't it? Very good, very good. Red's not that sure about it, given he's uh, still a bit hungover from yesterday. He looks rough as fuck. Do I? <laughs> you look tired. I am very tired. It's hoppy, but... Sorry, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's quite yeah. light and bright, just then has that... that everlasting hop. Yeah. Scotland again. They're, they're pretty big when they craft, um, craft beers up there. Didn't Brew Dog come from Scotland? Yeah. I'm not here. Yeah, sure. so. mm. It's been a while. What have we been up to? Other than just taking a break. <clears throat> Fuck all, to be honest, mate. <laughs> I haven't really. I'm, so I have these ebbs and flows of like working on projects and not. I'm in a fucking ebb, and I've been in it for like three months. Which is, uh, yeah, which is not normal, actually. I think it's like I haven't got a decent place to work at home. Right. But um, yeah, I haven't really done so, anything. No, I've been no. playing Xbox, uh, eating pizza, and drinking beer. You've been playing Pirates. I have, yeah, Sea of Thieves. Good, good game. game. Good game. It's a lot of fun. I haven't played Sea of Thieves. What's different about it compared to some of the like normal games we play? So, super chill. There's not really a point to it. Um, the yeah. like Similar more in terms of the Minecraft sort of mentality of open world. Yeah, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, I'll question you, though, if you yeah. want to, but you don't have to. You so know. either you either find treasure maps and you get like a map and you got a, you know, it's just got the island on it, it hasn't got a name or anything, it's got an X on it. You've got to use the big map to find the little island, plot it, sail over, yeah. avoid the storms, avoid the other pirates. Um, yeah, use the map then to, to find the the X, dig it up and take it back to an outpost to sell it. And then, yeah, you can buy like new sails for your ship, new hulls. Yeah. I bought a hat yesterday. Quite cool, <laughs> and they had an eye patch called the Day One Patch. 
I, which yeah, is very good. I get it. It's very good. And so and you're playing with, with like four people. Is that is it four to a, like a ship? Or how? So there's two types of ship. There's galleons and there's sloops. So sloop has got a single sail. It's really a two-man job, but you can sail it on your own. Right. Galleon, three big sails. Like the sails are really slow to trim. The anchors are really slow to pull up. I pretend I know what that means. Trim, where you put the sails like into the wind. Uh, you know, the sails can pivot. Can't swim, mate. It's not. No. no <laughs> you make a ship pirate with your arm <laughs> Pirate with the arm bands. A bad ship? No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, galleon's a four-man job. That's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Funny game. Really shallow. Don't know. Don't know how long it's going to last. But right. I say the waters or. <laughs> Um, and it's all on, um, so Xbox do Xbox Game Pass now, which is like Netflix for, for video games. And all of Xbox exclusives will go immediately onto Game Pass. All right, so that, this one's on there already. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I didn't know that. I've got the, the similar version, the EA Access, which I really yeah. like um, for 20 quid a year. Yeah. So the fact they brought their out, out their own one, it's kind of a bit annoying. but Yeah. But no, it, it, like exclusive, so brand new exclusive games for Xbox will go straight onto that. It's yeah. nice. Cool. That's, big, that's sort of like, so even... Gears of War, that sort of thing. Yeah. Halo. Yeah. That's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. And no contracts, cancel any time. Yeah. So it's really it's it, how much did you say it was? Eight quid. Eight quid a month. Right. Something two, to look into. Two weeks free. So yeah. I just signed up just to play right. some thieves, so yeah. that's cool. Good idea. It's nice to see like the industry moving that way. Because games, it's not like you don't you don't mind like renting certain things like movies and games just because it doesn't really matter. Like you, you might play it once and never play it again. So there's no benefit to owning it, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a lot more true of a, of a movie, whereas a, a game, like it's, there's still a tendency to do it once through, but it's a lot more a lot more effort and that and that, that favours the story-based game rather than yeah, the exploratory, yeah. which you can spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours in. So yeah. how do you... Mm-hmm. So it's weird that it costs the same amount regardless if you play it for eight hours or whether or not you play it for 100 hours, yeah. um, which isn't completely fair. Um, yeah. I was That sort of model, though, has made me be thinking about how I consume music because we've all got our habits now with Spotify and the way that we use Discover Weekly or Release Radar. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just seems so different from the way that I grew up listening to music and how you kind of wrecked the same album over and over again, partly because that was what you could afford or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like even though it's great to have so much at our fingertips, I feel like we've also lost a little bit something. Like I've lost to the albums I could have like, got a lot more value out of yeah. by sticking with them for a bit longer. Whereas it's all, all about the new and all about the... I make a point of like listening to the album though. Like I'm making sure I listen to it in the in the order. Oh well. no, I only listen like album. I don't really do like I do the playlist for discovery like yeah. for the, you yeah. know twice a week, and then I I find the albums off that all the artists that I like, and I will just like rip, kind of go through the album. Yeah. Um, but I just I just felt like the those that list of albums I've listened to doesn't stick around for very long. I normally just kind of go move on to whatever is the album like the yeah, three yeah, albums yeah. of the week that I'm going to listen to, and the, yeah, I'll go back and listen to some of my favorites. But I feel like there's yeah. It, the whole like because there's so much content creation and so much available to us, it means that we're not getting so kind of deep into experiencing like the old favourites. Yeah. Um, we're just a bit like too um, short-sighted isn't the right word. Um, I mean, everything's a bit too temporal. Yeah, deep, bro. Deep. <laughs> I like the discovery though of um, Spotify and stuff like that. I listen to a lot. My range is a lot broader now, I guess. Yeah, to what I listen to, but. I love how you can make a playlist and then so you've like curated that and then at the bottom of it they're like okay 
I know what you like now. You've given me like you bought me these thirty songs. These yeah. are perfect, and it's like it's very good. Yeah, it does very well at it. Yeah, I haven't used that aspect of it, but I did notice it. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, good, clever shit. What have you been up to? Um, I have had a side project recently uh, with my good friend Caitlin Jordan from the Magento community over. Well, I was um, LA, and now it's. Uh, Texas, Austin. Um, but we were spitballing some ideas and we, we eventually realized that we both had um, a similar problem and a similar idea. So I decided to collaborate on it, which was uh, kind of the app is, is called Warmer right now. Um, and it was surrounded around the problem where, again, the same sort of thing in terms of being more um, persistent and being spending more t- quality time with people rather than all all of the networking about like meeting new people and about creating like you know your thousands of fr- friends on Facebook or yeah. you know everything on LinkedIn is crafted to try and get you to like add more people and they, they, a couple of you, they still have that that every time you add someone it drives to kind of email like you know over a thousand people that might be connected to you on LinkedIn because you're a address book or whatever and just like chasing that dream of like the more people you have the um, better things are going to be. And I wish there were more tools out there that actually like supported the like friendships and the relationships that you've already got. Um, so it is kind of moving towards like a CRM, but um, kind of my experience of running Minbi and now kind of being part of Space 48, like I, I really value and I do see the, the benefits of, you know, paying attention to other people and, and caring and uh, just keeping in touch. And that's there's no service really that really helps you do that. I don't want it to be as formal as actually setting up like a CRM tool with buckets about you know referrer A, referrer B, referrer C based on how likely they are to give you work. And I don't want it to be so salesy. It's not about doing deals. I know good things will come, but it's more about coming from the the core of just you know like caring about other people and staying in in touch. Um, so yeah, we've. We've been uh, building that on Spark, so the Laravel um, tool. Uh, it's like $100 or whatever, and it gives you a bunch of team stuff built in, which has been quite nice. Yeah. Um, kind of just hacking it together, integrating with Gmail APIs, so you can now log in with multiple Gmail accounts and connect those up, so it'll pull out messages, contacts, and your calendar events. Uh, some services are hard to integrate, so Facebook, WhatsApp don't have APIs. Um, we've... APIs kind of, for what? To kind of gain access to your contacts or messages. So if like I, because I'm like, Let's go, did it? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, LinkedIn, they don't like their APIs are kind of enterprise only, so we're not doing that right now. But they do allow you to export your contacts and export your messages. Okay. So that's kind of the route <clears> we've gone at the moment, just to kind of pull something in there. Um, and we've connected up Slack. So so at least across emails, your different emails uh, and Slack and, oh yeah, and, and Twitter, mm-hmm. um, we can start to keep a, a track of how often you talk to different people. And if you are falling out of touch with a certain person, so we work out like how often is it that you typically talk based on like message, um, the gap between each message, but also the gap between conversations. So if you're talking on different mediums, like yeah. you go from one medium to another, then we can consider that, consider that a different conversation. If the subject changes, it's not the same email thread, then it feels like it's a bit more kind of a weighty, it's that you, your, your connection is a bit deeper with them. And yeah. so we're just trying to keep, like work out uh, the gap um, and how strong your relationship is with each person. And if you 
start kind of um, if that starts getting longer to try and give you a reminder really uh, and who's who's the best person you just go to the app who's the best person to catch up with and that might be someone that you talk to regularly but you've just caught and you just haven't spoken to for a couple of weeks or it might be someone you only talk for six months and you're now at eight months and so it's just a reminder to to just say hello and whatever like means uh, and method that might be so yeah it's quite a um um i say a lightweight kind of app and an idea and uh, um, more leading on to kind of the business and sales side but as I say we're coming from the tenet of just being good friends with people and staying in yeah. touch because we're not we're all like we know so many people that we've met like even just overall like short careers um, I think there's a lot of benefit to be had just by keeping in touch with people because there's so much cool stuff going on um, okay. and there's so much like knowledge and experience to share um, something to actually help kind of build deeper relationships with people is something that I really like the idea of rather than chasing this like Silicon Valley dream of so many friends and so many network connections, I must be successful or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the big project of the at the moment. Um, kind of, so warmer.io, W A R M R.io, because that's uh, what was called ten years ago. Sign up, sign up for kind of newsletter or betas and stuff. So we've got quite a few people interested already. Um, but yeah, now in case of over the next few weeks, hopefully get some trial people on it to see how it, how it works. Nice. Um, Kaylin's been building out sort of a tagging feature. So Kaylin runs a um, essentially a recruiting um, like website focused on the Magento and kind of commerce uh, industry. Yeah. And so a lot of his time now was spent networking um, and working out you know, who knows who and, um, and filling, filling holes, I guess. Um, um, so he's found this tool, like precisely what he needs day to day. But he's also added in some tagging features so you can actually start like, um, you know, tagging your, your contacts. Because um, one way we think about it is it being a more intelligent address book. Like our contacts on our phone is so like, Dumb um, mm-hmm. and messy. Whereas actually, even if you just do one thing better, which is let's have contacts, so let's have your address book, but actually like have like the homepage of it be the top people to kind of suggest to get in touch. That would yeah. be like a step up of kind of what we're looking to achieve. It's not meant to be this big thing. It's just that this that seems to be really like underserved area. Everything is about trying to steal your contacts so that they can build their their network um, of people rather than actually help you a little bit more. Um, yeah. So that was the, kind of the other route. As a, we're doing it as a like as a website at the moment, but that was the other route of thinking think about it if, if we took it and that route, which is why I was talking to Red about what does iOS let you do, and it's not very much because iOS is actually nice and quite privacy conscious um, about finding yeah. out who you've been messaging or who you've been calling. It doesn't let you do that. Mm. So I guess I'm both annoyed and grateful. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's been uh, the, the project right now. When's it launching? That's a big question. That's a yeah. big question. Um, and I'm, is it going to be paid from launch? I think it will be paid from launch. Um, we'll do like obviously the betas and stuff uh, for free. Um, but yeah, money is hard. I think at the moment we were thinking about it, it's hard not to compare it as the CRM. And there are some like quote unquote personal CRMs. And but the, the challenge is really our core market is still going to be that small like. A business owner or yeah. people in small businesses that they kind of recognize the value of of that but they again they basically similar to us they recognize the value in it but they don't want to go full sales mode um, yeah. and so if they were if they want to do it on the individual so like i would be doing it on an individual level like we were thinking about it being sort of 10 pounds a month but if you were a company 
um, then doing like fifty pounds a month or something like something along those lines. So it's kind of because companies can pay a lot more, but we don't want to then um, price out kind of the the individual that wants to kind of make use of it. Um, so the downside is like the more that you we want to charge, the more it pushes us towards the you know business because that's where the value comes from. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's something that we think about whether or not it's business that funds like the kind of the personal use. Um, and how do you judge personal versus business? Because I'm sure plenty of people try and get around that as well. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that's where we're our heads at it with it at the moment. Um, Kanan has interest in making it open source, but I'm not because I've seen the code. Um, <laughs> at the moment, I've been able to fend him off by saying, you know, that everyone's going to be able to see your code once you make it open source and then gets a bit more nervous. Um, I feel like, I don't know, we had a conversation about this. So I feel like if something's going to be open source, there's suddenly like a higher expectation of like the code quality. Um, mm. And it's not even just that we haven't got tests. Um, we had a lot of encryption. So one of the topics I was going like, to bring up that we mentioned before was, well, we've got an awful lot of data. And even just like, Caden yeah. found it difficult doing product demos, or whatever, because, you know, he's linked up all of his Gmail. And so as soon as you're browsing around, it's very easy just to kind of, you know, see like even if it's just the one line or whatever, it's see a lot of private stuff. Um, but so that means that we're thinking about encryption. So I got it set up with just database level encryption, but it, it's an area that I haven't really gone into. So I've been reading about application level, which is yeah. kind of the best. Um, so you're actually um, encrypting it before it goes into the database, um, which is great because it protects you even from like SQL injection, whereas database level is easier to implement, but doesn't protect you from that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it protects you from a lot of other areas. Um, it's kind of like there's a there's a graph where kind of the lower down the system you do it, the easier it is to implement, but the less effective it is. So you can do like file system like SSD like encryption, yeah. which is like the easiest to implement. Um, but then there's more there's still more vectors for attack. Whereas database is slightly better, um, but a bit more difficult to implement. And then application level being the best, but it's the hardest. And so yeah, I've been reading about how you do that. How would we? Because basically, I want everything in there to be encrypted. Um, and database is a good start. And it, but I would like to go the, the whole hog. Um, it just adds a whole lot of complexity, like um, searching being then being difficult. Yes. Um, yeah. And the, yeah, it does seem like there's a way of doing it. Um, but again, quite a lot of complexity. So I've gone for the, as we're at the prototype stage at the moment, gone the, the database route right now. Um, but I've given the way we've gone with HTTPS, I feel like we're a bit lagging behind when we know that everybody is going to be hacked at some point why application level like encryption isn't really talked about very much yeah. and all of these hacks would be inconsequential like like my email email being like um kind of hacked and in lists everywhere yeah. if we just encrypted stuff by standard it doesn't from what i understand doesn't add like a huge amount of overage and the database level encryption adds like i think it was like five to ten percent ten percent of like performance degradation i think that's a pretty good trade-off yeah. um so yeah, I feel like there's, there's a that's going to be surely going to be a big area over the next decade of actually getting a lot better. Um, it makes it much more difficult for, to develop because then you can't like see stuff very easily. Um, but I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. We just need to like everything else. We'll have a whole another level of complexity and tools around supporting us, um, and maybe different modes for development versus um, production. But yeah, like my personal data should like. It should be encrypted in in the database, so it's just like there's just no, no or such low risk at that point. Um, yeah, I don't know what Laravel support for it is like, but it's the, like the framework needs to be pushing it. I think and push like it needs to be in there getting started docs 
teaching developers how to encrypt the data that's going into the database. Yeah. Like they need to realize that junior developers and people starting out are actually using those frameworks as um, yeah, a starting point. And so they need to get into the good habits mm. from the start. Yeah, there is there is like um, a little bit in Oracle that helps you to, to do it and well you can you can encrypt it. There are there are I found at least one packages library that was Laravel specific that would allow you to declare all the attributes on your models that you mm-hmm. want to be encrypted. So it does look like you know that is the way that I would probably go next. Yeah. Um, um, but so it, what yeah. have you done now? I've just gone the like basically on each database table it said encryption yes and configured um, MySQL to do. Alright, I didn't that. know that was a thing. Yeah. So that's, why isn't that on by standard? As standard. Yeah, uh, I think it's still. Relatively new, I think it came out on five six or five seven. So um, that's like at rest. Yeah, encryption. Um, so it was, yeah, as I say, pretty easy. Um, it seems to be quite geared around enterprise, which is another downside. So the two, there's different ways to store the keys and start MySQL to get kind of the master key for encryption. Right, okay. um, there's only one way on the community edition, which is basically a file, um, whereas the other ones have. More elaborate. I can't remember what one of them is, but the other one is AWS. So it actually fetches your key from um, S3, oh, uh, cool. which is nicer, but it's enterprise only. So like, yeah, the, the whole industry is not really set up for encryption as a standard um, yeah. right now. Um, yeah, a little bit of a shame. I wonder what Picona and Maria do, and if they do anything no, differently. I don't know. I look, didn't look that far, but that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, longer term, this like we we. We're storing like Gmail messages and things, so the data yeah. is going to get unwieldy. Um, so we're starting out with this, but I would look like to, as soon as we validated it, quickly move to a database service, um, whether that be Google, like uh, Cloud yeah. or, or Amazon or whatever. And so hopefully they've got they can just manage this for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess in the future we shouldn't be we shouldn't be uh, managing our databases because we're not we're just not trustworthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That wasn't a reflection on you, but in general. I was say, you said that very quickly. Yeah, yeah you hate databases. Not you. But even the architecture, the architecture doesn't isn't like set up to consider encrypted data. Like databases is all around like configure what type of field it is. Mm. Um, and I don't really see much in terms of how big it should it be. Again, having this conversation with you, how I've got this email address or I've got this message subject or I've got this message content. Mm-hmm. How long should my database field be when it's encrypted? And I've got I found a little bit of information, but it was like a little bit of a complex like formula and not something you could easily com- no. compute because um, it's not easily guessable because you still want to try and optimize it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just feel like it's a some somewhat like underserved area right right now. I don't know if that's because people think that database like um, encryption at rest is sufficient or whether or not there's going to be a movement to just encrypt everything, which I'm certainly um, in favor of. Plus one. Yeah, what did what did you use on um, a gem called symmetric encryption, I think? Um, sounds about right. So it's a similar way to the Laravel package you mentioned on your active model models. You define what attributes you want to encrypt on the way in. Yeah. Um, make sure your tables have got like yeah, the right columns, and then it uses uh, an environment variable as the key, um, which you store on Heroku is nice. So you just store the key in the environment, um, and then you can rotate the key whenever you want. Yeah, that seemed like a really good, really good model. I don't know why that isn't 
more easily available for everyone. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, you, we are, you have the same problem then with searching and stuff. Excuse me. And general general development is just a lot harder. Yeah. Because I can't look at the table and see what data is there. Yeah. It's, it's uh, going to be a lot harder to spot. Yeah. Yeah. If a user reports an issue yeah. that you can't reproduce or can't see yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, and instead of like firing up a database viewer or something, I've got to like load the model, then dump the data on the model yeah. to see what's there. It's, I guess it starts to have to have a need in your. You mostly need a PHP MyAdmin built into your application so that you can like have a database viewer that is like pulling in the information out unencrypted, yeah. so that you can still browse. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Which something is, that's aware of the encryption. Yeah, um, but then that's when you're getting basically to database why database level encryption is easier. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a, an interesting area to ponder when I was building it because I was freaking out about how much information like was going <laughs> that's into scary, it. isn't it? Yeah. yeah especially yeah, scary. Yeah, emails basically have everything. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And like the odds are you've got an SQL injection there somewhere. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was pretty good because, he, like, if you used what you meant to. Um, but you see Magento. Magento's got all the XSS, SQL yeah. injection stuff built in, but. True. There are gaps. Yeah. Not to, uh, <laughs> not to terrify you there, mate. Not yeah. to sink the project. Cool, I guess I should move on to another project then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Will you be working on Red? Um. Um. Oh, he's a huge amount, actually. A lot of client work at the moment. You shipped an uh, open source by library. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been open sourcing some of my stuff because I've got like so much code that I continue to just reuse in lots of projects. So I started like bundling those together and releasing them as like frameworks. It's kind of easier for me as well when I do start a new project. I can just like use Carthage for yeah. like root gems or whatever. So I can just yeah install those libraries like that, um, which is actually works a lot better than. You can get submodules or yeah. just copying the files over because yeah. then you get different versions on different like projects. Yeah, um, yeah sometimes you do kind of need that. Like if it has to be slightly custom for that specific project, but like most of them, it doesn't require that. So yeah, yeah, I've started uh, started going through that and um, open open sourcing some of those. Nice. But um, yeah, not much in terms of actual in other projects really. Um, just yeah, absolutely rammed at the moment, so haven't really had much chance. Um, fix the bug and forecast though. Nice. Pat myself on the back there because it rails. Who introduced <laughs> the bug? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nice. It's, uh, I don't know why I just patched it. I don't know if I fixed. I don't know. It was some. It was like some weird d d uh, division by zero. That's classic. Like that. Yeah, classic. <laughs> classic. Have you got uh, any customers right now? Um, you were going through the kind of uh, partnership uh, with yeah, the which movement. we get a lot of signups actually, um, which is actually yeah we get like pretty much all of our people come from the free agent cool. listing, um, so that's actually worked out to be really a good move. Um, I think, yeah, I think the my assumption is the product is a bit like underwhelming at the moment. Yeah, um, and not like particularly useful or not. Not what they expect. Yeah, like a lot. The sort of feedback you get is people want. Yeah, it's a bit too simple. I think for some people, yeah. for 
Well, then you get some that actually love it. But yeah, um, people who have seem to have like large companies. I say large companies. I mean like five five ish people or something. Um, they want a bit more customization of like sort of how like much you take into account there. Like currently, we do three months to work out your uh, yeah burn rate or whatever. Um, they want that to be like twelve months or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it just is quite interesting, just sort of leaving it as is and sort of getting the feedback from people. Mm. Um, yeah, it, I think with it's in a good position, sort of where people talk. They yeah don't want something as large as like float is like um, seems to be the the standard um, one, but it's quite heavy and. Yeah, people don't sort of want that, but then they want something a bit more than what forecast offers. Um, so yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's good. Interesting. Um, so yeah, just keeping notes of all those and then sort of decide. Yeah, because that's the thing—you don't want to get into trap of like, oh, yeah, I'll just build one more feature. We'll like we'll sort yeah, it. Yeah, please everyone. It's almost nice that you've got like some people really like it. Yeah, and then it's a case of okay, well, do I? How much do I spend just more than trying to find those kind of customers? Um, or do I add a couple of extra features? Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's simple enough that it's, it's, you know, kind of bursting at the seams of the features that it's okay to make it a little bit more, but yeah. don't want to lose the roots of this was always going to be kind of like a one page app. Um, yeah. And, and that's a really good thing about it. Yeah, they're definitely like one feature like I really want to build like, just for myself is sort of set like, like targets. So you say, I want to have six month runway. Mm. And it sort of then calculate like so based on. Excuse me. Gassy um, beer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fucking based on <laughs> based on like how you're performing at the moment and what your burn rate is. You'll potentially hit your target in a year, and that's when you have your six yeah. months. Yeah. Or so you need when to be, your bank balance hit this value. Yeah. Um, or how much you need to be pulling away to hit that? Like yeah. Um, so just things like that um, yeah. would be. Like that's something that I would like, um, but uh, yeah, some people want a bit more control over like scenarios, which is something I don't really. That's not what I want to put in. Like scenarios based in like I hire someone. Oh, right. Um, it's quite a standard thing in um, forecasting apps, um, so you can do lots of different scenarios and be like, okay, if we're going to hire five people this year, yeah, um, what do we then need to sort of. How much money do we have to bring in? Or <clears throat> yeah, I see yours is less of a forecasting app and more of like a health monitoring. It is, yes, mm. yeah. Which is why the name's a bit unfortunate, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good point, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe it's time for a rebrand. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got something there. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's definitely like yeah, health dashboard of your business rather yeah. than yeah, like these scenario base bases. But um, yeah, it's been good. That's cool. Um, but yeah, if anyone is wondering, we do encrypt the data. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, with the, precisely the library that Nick just yeah, yeah. To be it. All um, right. Um, Oh, what have been the big news uh, for the last six weeks since we did an episode? Six weeks? No, Something like that. I didn't, been look, that. I didn't look precisely. Well, yeah. Probably a couple of months. So the reason why we're so late, we were planning to do a juice fast, weren't we? 
Uh, yeah, I begrudgingly <laughs> agreed to it. And one of the uh, one of the experiments was to do a juice fast, and then the what you away, I was away. Yeah. Then the company that we'd selected seemed to go bust. <laughs> so it just went disappeared. The face of the <laughs> yeah. it, it just seemed incredibly like. Well, the juice stuff is not cheap, but in comparison to all the others, it was basically half price. Right. Um, like 60 quid for three days worth. Yeah. And all the others are like pushing like 100 and something. Um, so that was a bit fishy, but um, yeah, that company disappeared. And uh, we still haven't done that. We were so disappointed, <laughs> really. Right? We were, we were, we'd set our sights on doing uh, an experiment about the juice, juicing. I guess is yeah the, what it is called yeah um, and then yeah so bummed but it didn't work out so bummed that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something we we like the idea we like doing the twenty three and me and having a bit more of like topics to go through um, some some meat on, yeah. on the bone of this podcast <laughs> uh, um, so we'll, we'll try and think of some some others that we can uh, do some more ex- experiments I quite like the idea of us uh, going to Russia for three days and recording a, an episode there. Why? Why? What would we do in Russia that we do we can't do here? Russian things? <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Probably. That's a hay vodka though. But um I'm sure it tastes yeah. better in Russia. Maybe set the smaller, smaller <laughs> goals to begin with and we'll build up to yeah, it. Yeah, once maybe we'll get uh, maybe sponsored by Aeroflot or whatever the Russian air airline is. Yeah, I think it's it's too timely a topic. I don't really want to talk about Russia. <laughs> they might be listening. <laughs> well, it has been in the news. Talking about Russia and Facebook. And then we've got... Cambridge Analytica. Yeah. yeah. And the guy that I don't remember his name, but has funky hair. Hell yeah. Pink hair. Yeah. Yeah. So I this Cambridge... Was the... Yeah, it was. Yeah. Line, was it? I don't know why I'm right It's not <laughs> another important part of this topic is when he died his hair. But it was after he left. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't particularly shocked that there was a company doing this. Were you? No, I felt, I mean, I think it's partly because we, for years, that's why we haven't trusted Facebook because we knew how easy it was to get information out of Facebook apps in the early days. So we, like, we, that's why they've had to spend so much effort on privacy and how they've had to shut yeah. it down. Um, and I guess they've gone so far the other way, but it's it's still taking years to catch up. But I still don't trust face, Facebook. But when I actually want to integrate with it, they've got like no way of getting access to to data. Like mm. it's yeah, um, it's so um, locked down now. Um, so yeah, I wasn't surprised. I think especially with the news articles we've had over last year when when Brexit happened, and we were there were the Guardian were starting to do some stuff about this analytics company. You started you started to like connect the the dots. So. Uh, I think for many of us, it wasn't exactly yeah. news, um, but that's partly because they, they laid the foundation for it already. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it just okay, just show, goes to show how um, much the rest of the um, kind of the system has, has got to catch up, like legal system and politics, and mm-hmm. because it's changed so much, uh, those people like um, just aren't aware of. The kind of stuff that is capable of, and so we just aren't having those sort of discussions on on mass. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good that like Joe Blogs now understands that. Um, yeah, Facebook having all that data about you is actually quite scary. Um, the things that they can do and the manipulation that they can do is yeah. terrifying. 
Yeah. Um, I, thought, I, I think we're a little bit away from Joe Bloggs understanding it, but I feel like we're, it's getting better. And there's certainly the right people in, in Parliament and in like the US government are asking better questions now and making mm. bit more demands of Facebook themselves. Yeah. Um, and Facebook are having to respond. Yeah. But like, I don't know, I don't know really what you can do about it, really. Because, um, like, people have been doing this in marketing forever. Yeah. Advertising is, like, understanding who you're targeting and affect their emotions. Like, that's why when you watch a BMW or an Audi ad, like, they show, like, beautiful women, beautiful men. Like, you're driving the car. Like, they're, they're portraying this, like, perfect lifestyle. And then when you see a BMW, that's what you think of is the perfect yeah. lifestyle. And so... Yeah. They've tricked you into thinking that that car equals happiness. Yeah. I think the stuff that they were doing in terms of the type, type of adverts that they were showing were not that kind of like, they weren't showing the life that they, uh, they weren't showing the, the life that, that you desire. They were getting like people riled up and, yeah. and yeah. targeting the, like their fears yeah. Um, and oh, like manipulating their emotions. Oh, yeah, like, that is, yeah. yeah. Where, do you, where do you draw the line of what's okay and what's not okay there? Yeah, exactly. And like, think, why, why is this Why is this not okay? Is it yeah. just not okay because the, the bad people? <laughs> yeah. No, the, like the bad people are using it, in air quotes. Mm. Like, is it fine if the left and the right are using it? Yeah. yeah. I think a big topic of it was transparency. And so that with so much of our... Um, uh, political system there has to be uh, there's l so much regulation in there in terms yeah. of that spend and everything has to be public and so I think the fact that this was well A that an external like uh, country was getting involved and then clearly that's a problem cause, yeah. um, but even if it was just even if it was just like Nigel Farage or whatever like it would still be a problem because of how much it was hidden and there wasn't any transparency like you should yeah. everything that is a political ad should be like yeah. um, advertised I guess, as such I guess that's the main story isn't it not the whole like data mining and affecting your emotions. It's the fact that the Cold War aspect. Yeah, secretly manipulating hmm. elections. That's that's the. Did you, have you so have you watched any of the Channel Four like mini documentaries on it? <laughs> no. So um, Nix is it the CEO? I want to say like Alexander Nix or something. Rings a bell. Um, yeah, loads of undercover, like, uh, filming of it, of him, like, meeting prospective um, clients. And he's talking about stuff like, oh, yeah, we use, like, Photon.mail to send messages so that the messages oh, yeah. self-destruct, so we've got no paper trail. Um, and just shady shit like that. Um, well, there was a theory that... So they, Channel 4? Yeah. Oh. There's a theory that Donald Trump and, and Co are using that as well. Really? But that might be just a Reddit fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, is that is that okay? Like, face-to-face -face chats and stuff yeah, yeah. are not, like, documented and whatever. So is it wrong to use, like, self-destructing messages? I think uh, there's anything we've learned from, like, uh, policing and um, governments in general that transparency only helps the situation. Um, and so much so that, like, most of government meetings quote-unquote face-to-face are recorded and yeah. are documented um, because like hiding things behind closed doors mm -hmm. means people will take advantage of the situ situation and they can't be policed yeah. um, and we know that having that honesty and transparency like only helps the situation so, so yeah I think well, we should force companies to not uh, document everything I guess companies like so the problem with Cambridge Analytica is that they're using photon mail to distract 
um, any messages and leave no paper trail, which means that they yeah. can't be held to account for, I guess, things that they're planning on doing and conversations they're having because those conversations didn't exist. Yeah, that's a good point. I think there's there's a there's a responsibility there. I don't. I'm thinking on the fly here, but I think that um, there's. There's a, there's a safety question of like, well, that means they can't lose any information if they, like, nothing, they can't get hacked because you know, they're deleting stuff. But I think if they're a company like of America or a company of, of um, like the UK, then they've got to be able to respond to requests from the government. Um, and I think that is a reasonable request. And so the fact that they're deleting stuff um, doesn't seem doesn't yeah, doesn't sit right. It's funny because yeah, it could have just been a conversation in the office, and you're not going to document that. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I don't really know what the right answer is. Yeah, I guess it's just maybe there's, shady there's, as fuck. Yeah, that they're the, using soft the intent stuff. is a big is a big thing there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it feels quite interesting how it was all it's those um, like. Uh, what Game of Thrones characters are you and stuff like that that's yeah so the way they collected the information was those stupid quizzes yeah yeah like so I guess people have to I guess they're like it's like a Facebook Facebook app at the time yeah right and then you log in and they look at you check that terms and conditions box yeah and um, yeah signed away everything I guess yeah and wasn't that they then could actually, because they know of your connections and your interests, they could start to build up profiles, sort of, they weren't necessarily making use of your individual information, but they collecting it as a group to be able to understand what this group tends to also like. So, yeah. so they could build up interest groups, which they can then yeah. relay and use elsewhere and yeah. then target that seemingly like disparate interest group, but actually recognize that they're, they're actually advertising to a certain other yeah. type of group. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which like is clever as fuck and I wish I had a company that did that. Like it's clever tech. Yeah. Very clever tech. But it comes back to the question, like, is it just a bad thing because the bad people are using it or whether whether it would be fine if everyone was using it and everyone was doing it? Yeah. Like you could, I guess yeah, advertising's not gonna go away and this is just a form of advertising, like super targeted, but yeah. Advertising nonetheless. Yeah, there's actually a city in France that's uh, there's no advertising anywhere. Like right. they removed all like billboards and stuff like that on buses and everything. Right. Um, it's quite cool. Like, yeah, well, but then like as a small business starting in that town, yeah, <laughs> like you're totally screwed because you can't advertise your product and just mm. the household names are just going to win out. Yeah. Why, did they, why do they do that or what do they find from it? Uh, I don't really remember this. I just told this like a long, long time ago. I think it's mostly just to clean up the visual. Look nice yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I think it's Grenoble, I think. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just to tidy up yeah. and um, what people see. I don't think there's anything else behind it. Um, Damn. Yeah. So do you think Facebook has done anything wrong in this Cambridge Analytica stuff? Well, that's a big question. I think we've all done something wrong, so Facebook probably has. Yeah. Um, 
Clearly, they've, yeah, they've, their intent hasn't necessarily always been wholesome, um, and they're quite self-centered in terms of the, you know, the same reason I wanted to do warmer. Really, like they've always been focused on the growth, um, yeah, yeah, in the sake of anything else. Um, and so, I'm sure there'll be more things that come out that kind of just show that sort of line of thinking. Um, yeah, and they've, I'm sure they were having their own sort of like stressful firefighting meetings internally, but their external image in terms of their reaction to kind of this uh, and kind of this discussion really over the last 12 to 24 months has seemed to be somewhat blase like it's not our fault like we're just a platform um there's no fake news there's like and so yeah at the very least they're just lazy about it um yeah not really taking ownership of it are they um, but i think the news i saw recently was that their numbers most recently peaked like they, they it was like their first month or quarter of like no more growth um really and so i thought that was interesting and as i was saying earlier i think it does somewhat feel like the beginning of the end i know and it might partly our age group uh, i know like more and more people that aren't spending any time or have like actively left facebook yeah we already know that like um, those younger than us don't really use it in the same way that we did yeah. um, and they've moved to other social networks um, so obviously they're still massive and there's still an awful lot of like um, economy that goes through it yeah. and it supports a lot of the economy yeah um, that's not to say it can't transition and so it does feel like it's probably it's probably as big and as great as it ever got um, and I feel like it can't really right, can't really get much bigger um, so I thought on Reddit that said um <laughs> Oh, MySpace should make a comeback as the privacy-centric like social network. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Bounce back of the century. Yeah, it feels like over the last few years we've gone a lot more um, uh, rather than broadcasting to everybody, and we've recognised all the kind of bad psychological side effects that that has, um, and we will get somewhat disenfranchised with it. We've at least our group and people I know have got, moved far more towards the kind of uh, messaging um, apps and having your local groups. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do miss Facebook though from like, like it's, I guess it's spying on people and like knowing what they're up to. You know what I mean? It's funny for someone that's so privacy conscious. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, I, I don't really want to ask my mate, like, how's your day been? Whatever. Like, yeah. what, you know, everyone from school uh, because I don't have that relationship with them anymore. But it's quite nice to know that they're doing all right. <laughs> or at least they're projecting that they're it doing the right because yeah. <laughs> everyone says they're doing all right on Facebook. But yeah, I do come back to like I think that so much that we're missing is that we should have we shouldn't be able to find all this stuff out without actually communicating with people because then we're missing that connection. Like I think there's something that like like there we talked before about how we're uh, an age group that. There's so many of us that have gone to university and we're fighting for work, so we've moved away from home. So there's so many people like for the last generation that have moved away from home um, and either you know, some of them have to like or decide to, to move back closer to home once they start bringing up kids. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a lot that we're missing from kind of um, the local social group um, and the downside of Facebook and apps like that means that you you chase the notification, you chase the kind of minute kind of micro interactions um but they never and they kind of keep you going but they never actually replace actually spending an hour like with someone and actually having a catch-up um and so yeah i feel like we're we've gone so far one direction that we're we're coming back a little bit um actually having conversations with people um and i'm one to have avoided the phone for many many years but uh actually like 
trying to talk to people more on like the phone if like I can't can't meet them um and I feel a lot better for it and it wasn't like a long Facebook message that we've been swapping or anything like that it's actually just having a good old-fashioned like catch-up um no chin wag yeah. if you fooled me I'd be like fuck you want <laughs> yeah but you say that to your wife <laughs> <laughs> what is the purpose of this conversation what, what do you want me? what do you need I don't know I feel like yeah I guess I've never done it so it kind of feels no, like it doesn't have to be foreign. big groups and it doesn't have to be like everybody um but you know i just think there's we've recognized that the interactions on social media don't go very deep yeah i agree they're not everything but yeah i don't really i don't need like deep interactions with everyone i'm just curious how people are doing from school you know yeah <laughs> so, so creepy it's really creepy uh, I, I think we. I think I, I do get the same thing, but I think I see it in myself as a vanity thing. I don't see it as like, um, like, because you, you, it's immediately you're comparing. You see, like, you're comparing with how they were then at school compared to how they are now to see like the trajectory, yeah, and maybe comparing against yourself. And so, like, I I do the same thing, and I might check on LinkedIn with a couple of people that I, yeah. I am still connected with and see what they're up to. But I, yeah, I don't necessarily see that as a a good thing in me. Yeah, but fair. I mean, delete Facebook. Yeah, you have. Long gone, boy. <laughs> so, so how do you keep how do you keep up with all your, your friends from school then? What's up? Can't get them to transition transition to Telegram, unfortunately. No, no, I haven't deleted it, but I haven't logged in for a couple of months now. The same with like Instagram because it's the same thing. For, yeah. Um, so and with Twitter, I'm still trying to like because like. Uh, information fiend and fear of missing out I've yeah. um, I log out of it and I've got two factor off and I only use it on I like throw my phone in the river <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I yeah I check I try and check it just a, like a few times a week um, yeah. and then just respond to everything which means I now log into Twitter and there's like not not, not I'm boasting oh, here we go <laughs> <laughs> 100 like plus 64 uh, notifications 99 plus <laughs> little, little <laughs> so, so popular so many recommendations of things that you missed while you were away oh, oh, God, because yeah. that's what all social networks need to do now um, yeah, yeah so it's slightly, slightly, slightly different now. slightly different world um, yeah. How's your phone checking going? Still got the screensaver to tell you to stop looking at it? No, I still look at it as frequently as I used to though. I have to say, now that you're sitting next to me at work, it's quite annoying. <laughs> Do you notice me doing it? No, not you doing it. Because oh. I'm surprised how you cope because I'm trying to like stay away from all notifications anywhere and your phone lights up like um, yeah, a couple of times an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's all, yeah, I wish you'd do it more often. <laughs> yeah. What sort of notification is he getting? YouTube, YouTube mostly. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was wondering what. Speak your mind, man. Just tell me. It's not. It's not healthy to keep these things in. It's he not, has. He's told give me. Give yourself a fucking answer. <laughs> yeah, report it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> told me you never do any fucking work. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, right. Sweets <laughs> <laughs> his YouTube notifications all day. Yeah. But yeah, I def I like to move away from Twitter as well. I think. But yeah, the fear of like fear of missing out, like because there's so much does sort of. I guess in our industry get sort of announced there and things yeah. like that and um, I still get that sort of use from it 
Um, yeah, and I was talking. It was a couple of years ago now. I was talking to a friend in the pub, and he had a hatred for Twitter, and so but he still wanted to make the most of it. Yeah, and so he built his own little client for himself that then just pulled out the the most interesting stuff. So maybe the like top people that you interact with, or the top tweets. So those that are most interacted with, like retweets or favorites from like real people. Yeah, and then he just like checks that. Like, and yeah. so he doesn't miss out on anything big. Yeah. Um, and that seemed like a great way of doing it, which I guess is that what the Twitter app would show you if you logged in of the thing you missed over the last like. But yeah, it's, it's almost like together it was like eighteen months too early or two years <laughs> yeah. too early. Yeah, yeah, mm. probably. I'm probably a bit longer because I think our, like families and parents have a bit longer to catch up. Um, yeah. mm. and I don't know how you guys saw it as a competitor to like the WhatsApp group and how you come up. But privacy that. was a big thing. Yeah, so yeah, that was like sort of what we yeah the private like I mean, social network focus on yeah, um, but yeah like what's that to explain to those that don't know on the podcast what together it was what it was in a brief sentence or so oh yeah good good point actually hello everyone um, <laughs> so together was like social network is a bad word for it but social network just for your family or close friends you're basically it's a bit like yeah you make a group of the people and then it's just sort of one feed and you can post. Um, I think we call them stories, like you can text post with images or videos and stuff. Um, sort of focused on, yeah, being usable by the whole range of age groups as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, just being incredibly simple. But there was like no advertising or anything like that. And everything was just, um, yeah, private. And it wasn't like, these are things you've missed or thing from someone else in your network. It was... Uh, yeah, a way to keep keep in contact with families mostly. Um, but yeah, like our, I'd say like our biggest competitor was like the WhatsApp groups, um, the message groups or whatever. Yeah. Um, when they ran out of money two years ago. Um, yes, August. Yeah, it was when we went to Thailand. Ago. So it was just before wow, we went to time Thailand. Flies. Pardon? Time flies. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, so it, yeah, it would be interesting to see yeah, if you pushed all of that all together stuff and brought it forward um, years yeah. to now, like sort of the situation. Because obviously we're seeing huge things from like companies like Telegram, Whisper, is it Whisper? Um, these sort of like privacy-focused apps. Yeah. Um, Signal, is it? Signal, sorry, not Whisper. What? Whisper's the protocol, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, there seems to be such a, a big sort of push for this at the moment. Um, it's still very niche. Yeah, though. right, so, so. Um, but like these things, like this Facebook thing, it's starting to, people are starting to see it more, the issues. Um, so yeah, like, because we did have a lot of people on together web because they didn't want to have post have their pictures of their children on Facebook or yeah. anything like that. Um, or those like, yeah, those family centered photos. Um, so yeah, it was interesting because obviously the broad range there of ages and people were like people older than I was like 40 or so, um, did have the privacy concerns. Um, so some people do, but yeah, yeah it's still very small. You know. Yeah, and it's just so easy to trade those like and like trade those concerns and go. This is the easy option, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, 
It's the same. Everyone's got Facebook, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's uh, kind of the go-to. Um, but yeah, it will definitely be interesting over the next couple of years, I think, to see what happens. Should we make a social network, guys? I think it, we've just decided it's about time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good. I guess we should go on it then. <laughs> cool. Do we have anything else we want to wrap up with today? Um, you got a bike? Oh, I did buy a bike. Oh, yeah. those uh, Tom's now passes tests. Congratulations. Yep, yep. So I was back in, in February, passed my, uh, my test first time, which was uh, grateful for, considering it took me three attempts to do the first one. Um, and now I have a Triumph. Nice little uh, black street triple, which is uh, sort of a mid-range bike, 675cc. Um, went out on it yesterday. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Nice. It's powerful. Did you shit yourself at any point? Um, mainly like the first, like pulling away because I hadn't been on a bike for it. And it, this is like my one and it's real. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but after that, I, yeah, the... Uh, I was on it for about an hour and a half and yeah by the end of that I was yeah probably approaching the overconfidence side of uh, like yeah. um, burnouts and everything oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wheelies down the road yeah um, but that was yeah it was really really, really fun um, now I just need some friends to ride with me <laughs> don't fucking look at me man I'm okay on one of those death traps <laughs> not a chance yeah I, I do subscribe to the um, the uh, motorcycle subreddit now and it is basically just like every day is, is another gif or another short video of someone being crashed into so yeah so uh, that's the like fun side of it um, but <laughs> now you get cameras and stuff to put on it um, I am looking at that I don't know about how bothered I am because it is not something I'm going to be doing like all the time yeah. it's not like I'm commuting on it but, um, but uh, yeah getting the helmet cams is yeah. something that I'm like considering as an investment later in just the year just make like insurance claims and stuff easier yeah um so they can prove that it was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, you rip it off your helmet and throw it in the bush. Oh, I've got to put yeah. it on today. Yeah. yeah, then you, yeah. That's when photon mail becomes in you. Yeah. Um, but no, that's good, good fun. So it's nice to get out of, uh, I guess one of the things, or some of the things I'm trying to do after spending so many years, um, uh, like Matt Meanby and Crazy Meanby and like, going through the like early 20s of spending way too much effort on uh, work mm -hmm. is to kind of recognize the things that I enjoy which is why I went into the biking because it's something that I put off and just yeah. never got around to um, and so yeah it feels really nice to actually yeah have something that is the, that I want to do and it's completely like not work or side project related um, just just because it's a bit of fun so that's nice nice cool yeah good pod guys GG. Cheers. I would say Did you say good pod? Yeah. Cast. Do you say cast at the end? No, it's a pod. I thought so. We shot for podcast. You said podcast. You've never been a podcast called the pod? No. Tom shaking his head just so everyone knows. Yeah. Fair enough. Bye, guys. Yes. Bye-bye. And that's another episode done and dusted. Sorry it's taken a little while, but hope you enjoyed. We're available in all the usual places on, on Twitter. Uh, it's probably the best place to catch us all. So, and until next time.